What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in a Shot and Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Christopher St. Victor, Richard Wilson. Gentlemen, 100 episodes in the can. 100. Congra- happy anniversary. Congratulations, all that. 100 episodes. Wow. You know, after 100 episodes, I expect you to say the intro right, though. I made it up. It's whatever I wanted to be. You keep leaving out comic books. We don't even talk about comic books. <laughs> it's, what, it's what Jack loves the most. It's, it's, it's the only value I bring. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and, and more. more. That's your intro. I always say and more. That's whatever you need it to be. Welcome, guys. How was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What's going on? Yo, I started checking out this uh, series on Netflix called The Collector King or The Collection King. King Collector. What's it about? It's about the guy who owns that online, uh, the golden... Oh, man. I, I guess I wasn't that invested in some of the details. But he has the biggest online uh, auction house there is. And so he sells all these... Rare, goes overall uh, the country, uh, the world, finding these really rare collectible items, and he throws them up on auction. So, like, he found there's a one of a kind trading card where they took the logo off of three of LeBron James jerseys and they put it in an embedded card. The thing sold for like two million dollars. There's one in existence. So he goes around finding stuff like that. So he found mm-hmm. like. He found Jackie Robinson's jersey, original jersey. That thing sold for crazy. Yeah, so it was actually it was an interesting series. I started watching it because I wanted to see comic books and action figures on it, but they found like the first Mac ever made. I saw no comic books or action figures really, so I was like, meh. But they have some cool cameos, like Mike Tyson's on it, selling some selling his uh the video game shorts he wore in the poster. Oh, that's cool. Punch oh, out. Yeah, yeah. selling. Oh, why is he selling it? Uh, well, he tra- he ended up trading it for like a signed Muhammad Ali boxing glove that the guy who owns the company had. So he yeah. went. He sat down with the owner of the company. Is like showing his uh, his punch out <coughs> shorts and the the video game he had in case. And the guy was like, "You want to do this or not?" And he kind of looks up and he sees that Muhammad Ali boxing glove in the background. He's like, "I want to fight you for that glove." And the owner of the company's like, rock, paper, scissors. And Tyson's like, bet. And he yeah, goes, I'm, I'm not here to judge anybody, but you a fool to let go of a signed Muhammad Ali boxing glove for some shorts on a video game cover. <laughs> That's a sign. It was greatest boxing glove. It, it was more about the relationship. And he knows that Tyson has tons of memorabilia they can auction up at their place. Yeah. And so you watch you watch the series, there's a lot of that. Also, Rich, I watched uh, Killing uh, Bone Soon? Buksan, Buksan, Bo- the, 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 the Asian oh. Korean um, freaking John Wick. It was good, man. The last fight was sick, actually. It's great. Yeah, it's it pretty great. It killing good. killing uh, Buksan, Chris, watch it. That joint is sick. Watch it's it. like, she has like Sherlock Holmes, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes ability ish. to see into fights ish. Yeah, it's just. A, but the first time you see it, you don't know that's what she's doing. You just think she got killed. 
<laughs> until like it rewinds, but it's really good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. It's a sleeper. Um, Rich, how was your week, man? Uh, my week was all right. Nothing spectacular. Just watched my usual shows and Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, Sunbreak came out on Friday. Well, for some reason, I was able to uh, play it on on Thursday. So that's what I was doing. Played like maybe an hour or so. And that's my week. Is it good? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll be into it, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I read The Last Ronin. Oh. It was the best book I've read in a long time. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It, you know how when something is good and then you don't want to finish it all in one shot, you want to like pace yourself because you don't want it to end? Mm-hmm. That's how this was. I highly recommend it. Highly so recommend. They, they've gone back and they're filling in the missing years now. Oh, nice. And then uh, I have a new hobby. Okay. I, I lie um, on Facebook. You lie on Facebook? <laughs> I lie on Facebook because uh, long story short, we found a dog. And uh, we posted it on the community Facebook group, and the people in the community had some choice things to say and some choice, just like, just they just wrote nonsense on the post, like, oh, that, that that's not the dog. The dog is over here now. The dog is over there. People just make stuff up. It's like, if people are going to make stuff up, then I'm going to make stuff up. So whenever people post stuff in our Facebook group, I just make up a semi-believable made-up fact to get everyone riled up. Like, everyone's excited about the Costco opening up, but I told them it's not going to open up because they found heavy metals in the, in the dirt that they have to test for. So now they have to, it has to go to the board, and they all got all riled up. So that's my new hobby: is lying on my <laughs> my community Facebook. Group. Why do you have this much time to I troll mean, your community? Yeah, you know, I got to you, you know why? Because because they, they upset my bride. That's why. Because all Viv tried to do was do the right thing and post this stupid dog that we had for an afternoon, and then everyone and their cousin became a Monday a Monday morning quarterback, and then uh, I was like, all right. You guys want to? Do you guys want to have something to say? Then you know, yeah. Lauren, it's, it's the cheaper of his hobbies. So <laughs> yeah, it, it is the cheaper of his. It hobbies. doesn't cost me any money to tell you that there's heavy metals found in the Costco, <laughs> the Costco construction lot. It's a pretty good one too, actually. I, I would have never you, thought of that because you can believe it. It's yeah. yeah. It. Well done, Chris. You're you're a master liar. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'm baiting uh, him, so that makes me a master. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why we have the PG-13 rating. Yeah. Uh, my week was very busy. A lot of work, so I didn't really get to do too much. I saw, I played some Gotham Knights today. Yo, that game is fun. This is what you got to do, Chris. Okay. This is what you got to do. Okay. Put it all the way on easy or very easy. <laughs> okay. And because the issue with the game, Rich, I saw you made that face. The issue with the game is you it's don't so re- play it. no, it's so repetitive with killing just goons to kill goons. And they and the way they level up is just it's just harder to hit them. It's just it's just it's a cheap way of the way they created combat. But if you put it on very easy, you take down the hordes of random guys and it doesn't feel mundane because it's going by fast. And then you gotta get to the big bosses and the story takes place. So you kind of get to go. F- faster through the things that just feel repetitive it's actually pretty fun you know it had actually in all my years playing video games it never occurred to me to put them on easy there's no challenge felt nope. like cheating it's cheating but not if the whole game is just repetitive faceless goons no then i it's guess just like get to the storyline I, I paid full price <laughs> for that stupid game get to the storyline <laughs> now <laughs> it is not worth the 
No, but it's 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 something that you can throw on and take off. It's not a huge level of investment, especially you put on very easy, which I find quite delightful. And can you swap back and forth as you play? Not mid game, because like you'll play a mission and you can choose to go back to the belfry, and that's where everybody that it's it's their new bat cave. And while you're there, you're there with everybody, and from there you can decide who you want to go on patrol as. Okay. Um, which I is pretty cool. Yet. I've gotten the free, but I haven't been able to swap guys yet. Yeah, and there's a lot of really great cutaway scenes. They all have memories of Bruce or memories of things they learned, and it's actually there's a really sweet, cool story within the mundane gameplay. So if you can get through that, there's actually fun stuff here, and all the characters are different. Jason Todd got a chip on his shoulder. Dick Grayson's the reluctant leader. Tim Drake is straight up nerdy and Oracle. Barbara Gordon's like the brain, but also a leader. It's kind of cool. We got Alfred in there. It's fun. And then right now, you probably can get it for like 20 bucks, which is no, perfect. I think it, is it on a Game Pass now? No, I don't, I don't think so. I wouldn't even play it on that. Uh, Amazon, you wouldn't even you play it for free. <laughs> Rich said, I won't even play it for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, and I also picked up this bad boy because I was out of town and I went to a Target while I was out of town. Oh, dope. And I got oh, me a uh, Spider Gwen. Because my targets are trash, you can't find nothing at my targets. And I was in, uh, I was in Jersey last week, man. I was in what? Jersey, but near Philly, so I couldn't get close to you, Rich. I couldn't get close to my family because I was like an hour and forty minutes away. Um, and all I wanted to do was get close to you, Rich. That's all I really wanted to do. <laughs> but I think she's gonna go great. With my freaking Miles Morales and my Mayfix Spider-Man figure, they'll oh, be like unboxing. She got good articulation. Yeah, the Legend series are nice. Legend series are real nice. I mean, Marvel Legends is overpriced. Yeah, but some of them are all right. I mean, when McFarlane's almost like ten dollars cheaper. <laughs> but um, but Marvel I was happy Legends to get. Are are nice toys though. I got complaints. I feel Ooh. like they re- they reuse a lot of the same bodies for some Absolutely. of their figures. A lot of torsos. And it's like thirty dollars. It costs you thirty three dollars for a figure that's not that different. Whereas McFarland would be like twenty four dollars, and there's enough different. But I will say they get more accessories. But it's thirty four. Yes, yeah, ten dollars more. You should. Yeah. I don't know price point. I don't know. But Chris, what's up, Lawrence? Should be man. Hit me with it. What happens when you cross Quicksilver with the Hulk? What happens when you cross Quicksilver with the Hulk? The f- you know, I Rich, think that. No, joke no, no, might hey, don't do be... that. Don't do that, Rich. Don't. He did, he, he, did y'all hear he gave me the bra? I heard your joke last week, sir. <laughs> Knock Doctor Who. I heard your joke last week. Hey, I got you know, it. I got I it from that, where you got it from, you know? That joke actually might have been good, but you're real glitchy, Lawrence. Um, Are you guys hearing see. the static feedback? Yeah. yeah. What's that coming from? It's all that gamma radiation from that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Well, we're going to redeem that last segment. We're going to go down the street and make a left at the right. The court, the, I pulled up. Da, 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 da. And we'll be at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the Collector's Corner, we do something out of our toy system, something out of our video game case, something out of our comic book shelf, and we showcase it to the world. It can be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. 
What do you guys got? Do I got to show you something, Lawrence? Oh! Got guys, right? hey. All right. Yeah. So these are the original dudes. Now, they have far less articulation than yours. I wouldn't say these are my show and tell items, but I want you to see them because and here it goes. So Lawrence got very excited to pick up these guys. Uh, oh, I should explain what I'm what I'm showing, right? Yeah, yeah. They're McFarlane action figures, Sam and Twitch, right? But Lawrence uses them as Gordon and Bullock, which and, works well. Which actually works surprisingly well. Can you do this, Gordon? No way. I feel like yeah, Gordon has at, a Well, look at Lawrence's McFarlane ones, though. The McFarlane uh, ones look a little bit, yeah. I mean, they're both McFarlane, but... Uh, he's not maybe. a great Gordon, but he passes. Okay. Yeah, he definitely like, passes. Like like year, a, year one? Year one? But the this guy passing as Bullock is... Perfect. Yeah, that works. It's now, so your perfect. Bu- yours is more Bullock than mine. Mine is more, like, more cool. <laughs> disgruntled. <laughs> well, this guy literally came with a donut when you bought him. <laughs> that was his accessory. Yeah, because yeah. the whole way he used at, to eat donuts all the time. Yeah, look how his hand is like ready for that donut. Missing from my hand. Yeah, I mean, there's such a funny pairing of uh, toys. But what I want to show you was so when I was a kid, um, this kind of goes with what our main topic is going to be later, but uh, I had. Like the original, whatever original means for someone who's born in the 80s and not the 1930s. But I had like a real old G uh, Superman toy that I loved. Now, when I was four, our house was arsoned. So all my toys Damn, uh, burned, burned to the ground. Right. And I sat across the I sat across the sidewalk eating ice cream as the house burned down. But. This guy's pretty close second. He's got limited articulation. Uh, he does got the uh, the flip. This is the '90s Superman when he came back from the death with the mullet. With, with the, the mullet, mullet. yeah. S on the cape is right. What you say? What you say? It's the a- he has the AC Slater. My bad. I'm- yeah, the, the AC, AC Slater. Exactly. Slater. Color palette's good, but what's funny about these old toys is the torso always kind of aged differently than the other plastics, so you can't yeah, see it so well. Way. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's almost like a dark purple now instead of the blue. Can't tell so well in the camera, but it's one of my favorite Superman toys as a kid growing up, and I still got it. Nice, nice. Rich, what you got, man? Yeah, I go because I know Chris and and Lawrence probably got some from their like childhood or pre-birth. Who knows? (laughs) Pre-birth. Yo, that should be a comic book line. Pre-birth. As I was perusing, I had some uh, some some coupons to spend at t- Hot Topic, and I saw the line of um oh shoot I saw the line of the new Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So mm. I saw I saw three. Got a good little deal on them, and I got Spider Gwen. Bam! I'm taking her out nice. the box. So the box is kind of trash. So this one's coming out the box, and it's Spider Gwen. You know, fully masked up. Nice. We're ready for action. Yes. And then we have Spider Woman. Yeah. Yeah, you do. She's pregnant in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she is. And she's pregnant oh. in this. Yo, I mean, well, I mean, I, I guess she's pregnant. Yeah, there's like a bit of a bump there, yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, you can see. So yeah, Spider Woman chilling. And then Spider Bite, right? She has like uh Spider Bite? Yeah. She has like I don't I don't know if these are 
are mechanical arms or they look like they're bones, like they're translucent, but there's also something solid inside. So maybe they're just uh, some type of futuristic appendages and prosthetics. And yeah, that's how she looked dope. I'm like, I can't wait to see you on a big screen. There are so many spider characters coming. There are. All of them. And I hope hope they don't release all of those. I'm missing two as of, as, I'm, missing, I'm missing three as of, actually, no, I'm missing a couple. Restart I got to get Miles Morales. I got to get Spider Man 2099. Like all the Spider Verse. <laughs> and I got to get Spider Man India. India? You got to get, yeah, get Peter B. Parker. You got to get Peter B. Parker. I don't see, he's not stuff. He's not on here right now. Really? Yeah. I ain't see him. I ain't see him in the store either. So, yeah, man. What about Something Peter I shouldn't Parker? be doing starting another series. <sighs> <laughs> I love it. Advice. You guys remember the Iron Man t- cartoon series from 1994? Yes. Yes. I mm-hmm. just I made the Iron Man from that cartoon series. Wow. Oh, right. So it came out good, and then uh, that came out good, movie. right? Mad simple. This is actually a pretty quick print. Wait, um, wait, well, but it, it you have two colors in it? Yeah. Right out the print. Well, I printed it separate. Like you, I, I, you, you glue it together. But yeah, decent articulation, okay. arms, head. Dude. Wait, those, those pieces you know what? are glued in? Yep. Got the yeah, it, you know, that might have been a fun one to use your gold filament on the yellow parts. I'm I'm going to do a... I had to return the gold because it wasn't, it wasn't laying properly. But I'm going to do a, <clears throat> a war machine. I have a really a really cool silver and a really cool uh, gray. Oh, man. That's got mm-hmm. as much articulation as these old guys. Exactly, exactly, and it's and, and this one is it's, it's pretty sturdy, so you could actually play with it, play with it. Nice. I, I I increase the infill, um, so it's a little bit it's a little bit stronger, so that uh, when Sebastian plays with it, they last a little bit longer than they usually do. They tend to be Ooh. a little fragile. Well <laughs> done. That's a real toy. Yeah, it's a real toy, and there's a video on it coming out. So about the, the progress, about how I made it, and stuff like that, and I talked through. It's it. not only a real toy. Chris's toys come with accessories. He's <laughs> got a blaster cannon. Yeah, I right. mean, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it the way you want it to be done. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well done. Congratulations, Chris. Thank now you. that is a hobby. Yeah. I don't know about the lion thing. No, yeah, no, no. Lying on Facebook is still a hobby too. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to, pass to making time. toys. <laughs> All right, so forgive me that are not YouTubers if I freeze on you. I'll do my best not to. I'm a little glitchy today. Um, my Jack. You're going to say stop, froze. Man, here we go. I got my Michael Keaton. Oh, damn. Figure. Damn. Comes with the battering. Also comes with... Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Comes with my crotch. Comes with my crotch. Comes with yeah, this the grapple gun. gun. All right. For some reason they're silver. Maybe they're silver in the movie, the new movie. But yo, this figure is so dope. That's. I cool. mean, I think it looks like Heaton. The new costume feels like it's what would be upgraded from the return suit. Okay. And cloth goods cape because you know that '89 Batmobiles coming, and. uh What's really dope about this figure is like if you his cape, like they they went to no look at that. Wow, they give you the full back. That cape is huge. It's a dope figure, man. Check out the YouTube video. I got I do an unboxing of him and I put him with Bale, Pat Pattinson, and Affleck, like Batman No Way Home style with the movie Batman figures. It's actually pretty dope, man. It's pretty dope. 
That looks good. It's a good figure. Well, yeah. His his costume looks like his old. Hey, look at the trunks. His costume looks like his vehicle, man. I like the cut on it. Ah, ah, hold on, hold <laughs> on. But like, it's just dope to have these figures together and just compare. Like, yeah, hell yeah. The movie figures, man. Just That's to see, cool. like. For those of you listening, Lawrence is showing us all. Don't even tell him. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Don't even tell him. (laughs) You don't deserve to hear it. You You don't deserve it. it. Go to YouTube and watch the Collective Corner segment. But I am holding up all four movie Batman figures. For all you visual impaired audience members of ours. Right. Don't be insensitive, Jack. Tell them what it looks like. It looks like a grown man holding a fistful of toys. <laughs> I'm, holding, I'm holding up all these rich white men right here. All these billionaire playboys. As, as many as my hands can handle. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's really cool about the four of these is that when you stand them up, it's clear that Pattinson is the brokest Batman. <laughs> it's like he has boot covers. Like it's not even. Yo, I love. Wait, I love. There's a there's a comparison of all the Batman like doing their uh, iconic jump off the building, and oh. then you got Pattinson in a squirrel suit. <laughs> he looks oh, yeah. so he looks, he looks so anemic. <laughs> Stop hating on him. But well done, guys. That's the collector's corner. You're rich. What's up? I'm still gonna meet you in that alley. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. All right. Anyway, listen to me. Listen to me clearly. If you haven't been, you need to be watching Demon Slayer Season 3. We are in the Swordsmith Village now, okay? Our main protagonist needs to get a new sword because he just keeps breaking them. But the main swordsmith, he uh, he seems to have disappeared because he fi- he considers himself a failure. Because again, in the swordsmith village, what do you think happens there? They make swords. They're full of swordsmiths. So the fact that his swords keep breaking with this particular warrior, maybe there's something wrong with him. So he's been away trying to reconnect with himself, and he comes back super jacked because he's been working out. Um, yes, but um. <clears throat> He's he's uncovered a new sword, which we have not seen him use yet. But we also seen some more of the upper upper demons, and they have also found the sword. Says village. The village is a secret. No one's supposed to know where it's at. In fact, when they brought him there, uh, they had him blindfolded, so he cannot he cannot uh, locate where it's at, or either come back later on. Um, but as of right now, we're on episode three. I believe it might be on episode four. But we got two of the upper demons who found out where the swordsmith village is at, is at and they are now wreaking havoc mm. and one of these one of these uh, demons he has like four demons as of right now within him so every time so the way we kill demons in, in, in demon slayer we chop off their heads right we understand but for whatever mm. reason with this guy you chop off his head you chop him in half he multiplies Ooh. and each each one is like a, a different personality so one is like oh, very like vengeful. One's very like um, one is kind of like sad, and you know, someone one's kind of like just happy, just like just crazy psychotic, happy killer type of thing. And that that's pretty much what he has going on in him. And that's I'm like, yo, dope. this guy is going to be dope. a problem. So now that's we're at dope. a point. He's like, he figured out, okay, chopping off his head is, is not going to work. 
because he sits there and lets them chop off his head. He needs to figure out exactly how to kill him. So that's where we are now. And uh, I can't wait just for this this arc to just take off. Because not only does he have a new sword, but I believe the swordsmith is actually no. The swordsmith took took an old sword, which was from an earlier era of demon slaying, um, and he's now refurbishing it. Is it was made from a di- totally different um, style of of uh, smithing. And when I t- I can't wait for him to get this sword and just really unleash the beast on all these demons. You're telling us to watch this series, is what you're saying. Uh, if you haven't been watching the series, what have you been doing with your life? You need to be watching it. <laughs> you know, Rich, I started watching it. It's dope. I guess I was watching too many animes at once because they're all kind of like young hero doesn't know nothing. Watch right. him figure it out and level up in power. And if you watch yeah. enough like back to back, like I'm watching the same story. You kind so of are, I yeah. Needed a break from that story to jump into Demon Slayer. I feel like yeah. watching my hero Demon Slayer, kind of watching that similar hero's journey. So I need to, and I needed a you, palate you, you mix it in there with some other stuff. Maybe you walked, you know, dropping some. Um, what was the uh, the one from Netflix? The little heartfelt one. Dropping uh, some Kutu- of those. Uh, Katoro lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's dropping I, a little I, bit of that. That's what I need to do. I was I was watching too many heroes' journeys in a row. Yeah. I needed to drop in because even that on um, that uh that firefighter one was similar. The fire force, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm watching too many similar joints. But I, I'm gonna jump into Demon Slayer. You've been talking about it, and that joint sound. I love a villain who can keep getting cut in half and different personality pops out. It's like endless, endless really cool villains to fight. Yeah. Yep. That's oh the, yeah. That's and the, they, and they have different very. They have different variations of them too. It's not like, all right. So the first, the very first one is like he kind of like this like uh, sniveling, like loathing, kind of like self hating dude. And then when he splits into two, he kind of um, he's uh, one dude like a staff. He reminds me of there was a uh, I forgot the name of the gods. There are two gods that are brothers. One is the god of thunder. One is the god of wind. I believe they're both in Japanese and I believe a uh, Chinese uh, mm-hmm. mythologies. Mm. But they kind of they kind of resemble those two guys, and then the then he gets split again into into another two, and those those guys resemble uh, something else. But I, I just find the, I just found that interesting how they kind of implemented that if they even meant to do that. I mean, it's just it just lends itself to so much content. That's dope. Yeah. Well done, Rich. You never disappoint when it comes to anime alley. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Mario Brothers have crossed one billion dollars globally. This is ridiculous. It's a good time. It's great. Yeah. It's like, but but no other video game is anything has crossed like this is <laughs> this is Marvel James Cameron territory. This is rarefied air to cross but, that billion. But dollars. if it's going to be any property, it's going to be. Are you surprised? Is Mario? I mean, Mario is. Uh, well, it's it's funny, Mario has one of the best superhero movies ever made, and it's also one of the worst superhero movies, I mean, uh, video game movies ever made. <laughs> so That's why they really needed this one to do well, you know? Boy, boy. Yeah. I mean, it hit it hit all the spots. It hit, you know, it hit, they had a good cast. They put all the little nostalgia in it, not just for the Super Mario, but for Nintendo in general. And, you know, it, it's good for kids. Yeah. Great Mario kids, was man. one of the first games I ever played. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, it hit. Looks like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will feature MCU's first F-bomb. Uh, it has been confirmed that uh, it will include something with the character says 
F Joy. <sighs> okay. I don't know why it's necessary to have them start dropping F-bombs unless they're trying to get the fan base's palette ready for Deadpool. That might be happening. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, Rich and I talked about that last week a little bit. For, and to, to reiterate what I said last week when we talked about it, what's weird about it to me is when a universe that's been around for how long is the how when I mean, when was Iron Man? Fifteen years ago, almost something like that. Yeah, like yeah. two thousand seven or something. Yeah. So when a universe is established and has run for that long, and the the word is never used, it's almost like it doesn't exist on that in that universe. Like the word doesn't actually exist. Otherwise, you'd use it. But if you're going to bring Deadpool into the MCU now, maybe this is the way you bridge that. Because he's going to be part of the MCU. He's not part of Dead- Fox anymore. But is Deadpool integrated into that universe? He will be. In- he will be. He's a property. I'm not sure how, but there's no way he's not th- going to be playing with the rest of them. I think it's a, I think it's a reach. I think, uh, I think you're giving them too much credit, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I do too. Because- you think I'm giving Disney too much credit? And, and yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you give too much credit to that they're prepping for Deadpool. I just think they're just doing yeah. it for shock value. I think so too movie. because to integrate Deadpool into the MCU like that, Lawrence, especially when it's probably the last Deadpool movie, it also inadvertently integrates the X Men as it as they are depicted in the Deadpool Wait, movie. They're, 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 <clears throat> no, Deadpool is being integrated into the MCU. That's not even a question. He is. Ryan Reynolds Deadpool is could potentially be part of the Avengers is integration if they want to when they when they bought Fox coming out with Deadpool 3 that is Disney's Deadpool 3 that is Disney's MCU's Deadpool 3 the company that made Marvel Studios it, it is now making Deadpool 3 that's why they ensure don't worry guys it's going to be rated R nothing's going to change they had to let the fans know because there's different bosses. Just because the studio's making the content doesn't mean, like, for example, Warner Brothers owns Superman, Batman. Pattinson's not connected to Snyder. Telling me that Marvel. No, this is. I'm reading it right now, and it's saying that Deadpool will be an integral part of the MCU. Feige promises yeah. promise to a faithful adaptation of the character, indicating the importance of the character to the MCU. So he is in it. He will be in it. Marvel doesn't Ryan do... Reynolds Deadpool. Why do yeah. you keep saying there's only one Deadpool? Yeah, there is only one Deadpool, right? <laughs> yeah, but okay, but there's also only one uh No, the MCU has never said we're making standalone Marvel movies. Everything in the MCU is connected. And Deadpool wow. has been bought by Disney. He's part of the MCU. So yes, it might be a leap, but if you're about to come up with this hard R superhero movie under the MCU, it needs to kind of like Get you into the craziest Wolverine Deadpool team up you'll ever see. I don't think one f bomb is going to embrace anyone for what's <laughs> happening in Deadpool. Okay, Rich, we got to get him there. Me, me. <laughs> I don't think. Listen, I don't. I don't know if y'all watched Deadpool in the theaters, the first one when it came oh, out. I did. Oh, I did, bro. The amount of parents that stormed out of there just clutching oh, their pearls like I want my money back was but how could you not fantastic. expect that? How could you not expect that? You were walking to an R-rated movie. Come on. Yeah. You yeah. can't drop Deadpool in your universe and not allow your whole universe to start getting edgy. Or else it, it, it's he's part of it. 
So you might hear F-bomb now in Guardians. You might, in the Daredevil series, it might skew more to Netflix than we thought it would. Like, Deadpool is I mean, that, changing the edginess That would be great. Factor. It that might. Would be great. If they're talking about bringing Punisher in, everything might be a little more heavier. And they might be using these opportunities to, like, cleanse your palate. I don't know. Or not. I don't know. I'm, I feel like what they're going to they're using it for is going to be a shock value type thing, the way they're going to use it for Guardians. Deadpool, Guardians. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all shock value. That's the that Deadpool is walking shock value. The you know the problem with it is they showed us the whole scene. You know, it's like now it's not even going to be funny when you see it in the theater because you you've already seen the moment. I don't care. They just don't want the, they want, they just want the parents to buy the toys, and they let the parents know beforehand. No one's going to clutch their pearls, and they're still going to buy the toys. I don't know. We'll see. It's not going to make or break the film, but we'll see how it does. Um, yo, unrelated geeky news is still freaking fun. We might be getting a dodgeball too. Vince Vaughn apparently is working on dodgeball too. It's not said. I, they don't know if Ben Stiller's going to be in it. I don't know how you dodgeball <laughs> dodge, really. dodge, cover. Uh, you made me bleed my blood. <laughs> uh, Ocho. I feel like we've covered this a million times. Official Beetlejuice 2 is in development in the WB. Oh, come on, man. Dude, come on. This is a, this is a Keaton essence. Bring it. I keep yep. saying uh, it. They need to start that movie right where they left it. Just He you know, has been waiting. Finally, his ticket is called. Uh, looks like Big Mouth is going to end with season eight. For all you Big Mouth watchers. We're That's good. It's been going downhill. It's not yeah. as funny as it used to be. Yeah. I think you can, once you shock people the first three seasons, and once people are used to the way you shock them, kind of We're in right? You're used yeah. To it. Yeah. 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 The first season, though, was freaking hilarious. Like, first crying like ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him and his pillow. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> It's like whoever made this happen to you in your childhood. <laughs> um, Terry Fisher will receive a Hollywood Walk of Fame star on May 4th. Fourth would be really cool. Nice. Okay. Oh, and um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's Creeper the Hunter will be Sony's first rated R. All their Marvel films, with the exception of Spider-Verse, should be rated R. Venom, Morbius, they should all be R. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, I mean... A PG-13 Venom is not doing the job. Uh, and one last thing, Jack, you're going to love this. Hopefully, I hope I'm not glitching here. You're going to love this. You've been uh, glitching the whole show. <laughs> ah, dang it. Well, edit me edit, edit me out, Susan. Um, so James Gunn did an a interview with Variety, and they asked him about casting Superman. And he said that they haven't found anyone yet. They have some people. And he said, this is what they're looking for. He explained the next Superman has to be someone who has all the humanity that Superman has, but it's also an alien. It's got to be somebody who has the kindness and the compassion that Superman has, and he has to be somebody you would, that is our Superman. You said hug? You want a hug? He's like somebody you would want to give a hug. That if he showed up, you feel safe. Like Santa Claus. Somebody you want to? I loved it. So, so they're looking for like a a Chris Pratt. Somebody, and they said, they said, so Chris Pratt. He's like, if he was a bit younger, maybe. And I think Chris Chris Pratt actually embodies Superman. Like if you think about the humanity, the warmth, that innocence, that night, almost that naivete. He could, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, and if 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 he plays it more straight, you know, Star Lord is definitely supposed to be somebody who's fumbling. But if he doesn't 
play it that way. Yeah, Superman's supposed to feel like an all-American guy that you feel extremely comfortable and safe that when he's around without him having to try to do anything. How do you feel like, I'm, I'm putting this in air, air quotes, all-American and alien? Because he was still raised. He was still raised on a farm. He's still raised in Kansas. So that's who he is. That's Clark. The alien part is that there's a part of him that makes him feel not connected. He's still mm-hmm. like apple pie. He's still like, you know, Christmas and he had all the things, you know, I, Jack, this should be music to your ears, man. Well, it sounds to me like they know what they're looking for. Sound, this is a great description, Jack. Jack, this is the Superman you've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm very excited to see how it all plays out. You never want to hug a man who wears underwear on the outside of his pants? (laughs) I know I do. Liar. That's the alien part they're talking about. Liar. (laughs) Stop laughing, Rich. Okay. I'm going to glitch all over you guys. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, man. Here we go. Sorry, guys. My internet connection is acting funny. So sorry, listeners. It's fitting for 100. Congratulations. Um, right. Who are your top actors body the superheroes they were portraying on screen? Seamlessly jumping from page. That's important, Chris. Seamlessly jumping from page to why the screen. Wait, 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 wait to me. I'm the debate. Not genius. just your favorite. <laughs> they yeah, I, I, from the page. I, you don't need to explain this to me. I'm the debate genius. I know what I know what the question means. He's asking for the top three actors to seamlessly embody a superhero from page to screen. So, I know how so, to answer it, Negro. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Number one, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. That's, that's, that's hard to argue with that one. I don't know number if it's number one, number well, one. I can argue. Two. I can argue. I can you can argue with I mean, Robert Downey Jr. He wasn't alcohol. For me, he wasn't an alcoholic. So was Iron Man. Iron no, Man. No, wasn't. I'm saying he wasn't an alcoholic. Oh, I mean, that's. I think that's, that's a very that's a short I think, story arc, though. Yeah, I was gonna but say I, it is a short I one, but it's an iconic cover. I think he killed it. If you read every comic book, he just pops out as a definitive Tony Stark. Like he brought a really great charm to it, but he's not that guy in the comics all the time. Like you can easily say, uh, as Tom Selleck could be, or they, there's. There's a version of the comics where Tom Cruise can be Iron. He he's a depiction of it, but he's not the he's not the Christopher Reeve <laughs> translator. Mm. All right, all right. For your number one, right. <laughs> number two, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. It's hard to argue that one. Okay. Number three, this one's this one's almost a gimme because he was actually modeled after him, Sam Jackson as Ultimate Nick Fury because Ultimate Nick Fury was actually drawn before he appeared in the movies he was actually modeled after Samuel L. Jackson as Ultimate Nick Fury so that's a, it's a, that's kind of a, a an easy one easy layup and wow. underwhelming at best it was damn whatever what do you got let me hear what you got mine yours well number one is Christopher Reeves I mean yeah, that's definitive yeah. For me, it's like when I read the comic books, I still see that actor's face. That he still fit. Christopher Reeve, Superman. My next one, dude. Um, thank you, Rich. Oh, I'm sorry. I pressed. I was trying to. No, I'm taking it. That's a compliment. I'll take it. Um, my number two. This is where it starts getting a little rough for me. But honestly, Ben Affleck. Well, this is tough. As his as, as Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, Lawrence, what a, what a list you put together. Uh, I can't wait for number three. Electro. <laughs> ben Affleck's Batman, not the way he was used in the movie, but the way he was in the character. I see him when I flip the pages of the comic book. I feel like like that's a, like if he was in a better movie, it'd be hard to say he's not the definitive version of Batman. I don't disagree that he's a great Batman, but when I see from the pages to the screen, I don't see Affleck. I like and I really really like him as Batman, but I'm not talking like he was draw like pulled from the script for pulled from the pages and slapped on the screen. Hey, he's he's also doesn't have a film. I mean, he's in several films, but there's what the weird thing about Ben's Batman is I never just see him doing Batman. He's always group dynamic, and the and the quintessential for Batman is Solo. Right. Although he has like six Robins and two Batgirls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. yeah. But when I yeah, he's got sidekicks for sidekicks, but he he is the the lone wolf too. Ish. But well, I mean, if if we're talking about content sake, then Christopher Reeve has a flag because yeah, he's kissing girls and making them forget who. I mean, like like we can't use the content as a Superman, but the character. I'll put Ben Affleck in there as Batman. It's like for me when I re- when I see Bruce Wayne on the page. That's story wise. Well, no, Superman killed Zod. He killed all of them while they were powerless. So I can't yeah. say that he the character, yeah. but his portrayal embodies it. So I'll say the same thing for Affleck. His portrayal embodies it for me. Yeah. Um, number well, three. The other thing about here's the other thing about Affleck though. Sorry, but no, come on. Most of these superheroes in the comics are between twenty six and thirty four, unless. you're looking at a story that's specifically branching out problem with affleck as the quintessential batman is he's an older batman and older batman in the Mm -hmm. comics is more specific where he should be 30s early 30s i can argue that i would say and when i read batman i level him up to about 45 because he's still that's because you're in your <laughs> no, it's also because he's on his fourth Robin, and one of his Robins is a grown yeah, man in his twenties. <laughs> like Night, Night, Nightwing being twenty-four years old, kind of makes it so Batman can't be thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, boom, Lawrence saying Victor the debate genius. Number two, Ben Affleck is Batman. Number three on my list. Now, this is a tough one. Ah, this is a tough one. I almost don't. It. <laughs> uh, come back to me. I lost. It, it was somebody, but he was wrong. So I'll come come back to me and I'll win the debate. Yeah, all right. Rich, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, hold on. You said, so we're going from one to three. Okay, so my number one is going to be Deadpool. I was going to say Deadpool is yeah. pretty. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's my number one. So you're, you're talking about the Reynolds and the Wolverine movie, though, Deadpool, right? <laughs> I mean, Ryan Reynolds, period. What are we talking about right now? You want know, things on my X-Men know. Origins. <laughs> Anyway, Deadpool, number one, Ryan Reynolds, he just pops off the screen from the pages to the screen. Boom. That's Deadpool all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. Uh, my number two. Oh, snap. Who was my number two? I was going to say The Rock, but I'm like, nah. As who? The Rock is who? As, as uh, uh, well, I was about to say Black Shazam. Adam. Black Adam. But I was like, nah. I feel like, I feel like what's his name in Shazam? What is his name? Edward Levy? Yes. I think oh. he portrays Shazam. 
I'm sorry. Like the Rob, was it his name? Robert Levy, right? Edward Levy, right? Edward, Edward Levy. Levy. Oh, Zachary, Le- Zachary, Zachary Levi. Zachary Damn. Levy. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, Levy. it's Levy something. All right. Welcome to a show where we talk all comic book geek stuff. We, we are, are definitive geniuses and know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, from how I've seen how Shazam acts, like he acts like a kid because he is essentially a kid just magically turned into a superhero, right? Okay. So yeah. Levy kind of acts like a kid. Yeah, he acts more childish than the kid that he's supposed to be. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. it's like the second that he kid... turns into Shazam, he he loses a decade. Well, yeah, because the kid is a teenager, and when he yeah, Jack, when he turns to Shazam, he's like five years old, and it's like which oh. which actually worked for the first film because the kid was really uh, young at that point. But the now kid the still second... had the kid had was edgy. He was street smart. He was looking for it. He had all the depth. <laughs> When he turned to Shazam, he's <laughs> popping bubble gum and drinking sodas. Anyway, um, Shazam. Shazam's uh, your number two. Best my number two. Wow. Can't wait for your number three. It's got to be Venom. Venom. Wait, definitely how's not that not Venom. Chris? How did Chris not say Venom? Uh, Who's my. Oh, I forgot. I, I should have wrote this down. Uh, go, Jack. I forgot my number three. Well, I'd like to start with some honorable mentions, if I might. Go ahead, Jack. Pretty sure you do. I do. And uh, the first two I'm going to mention are red flags because they don't exactly fit the category, but we'd be remiss not to mention them. Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker from page to what they translated to was a home run every single time they stepped to the plate. They're animated. It's on a page. I'm talking about what they brought to the thing. I Listen, I said there's red flags on that one. I will say Cody Cox's Daredevil was pretty seamless transition. Charlie Who's Cox. Who? Charlie, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. I said Charlie we are Cox. definitive no. comic book geeks. We know what we're talking about. What did I say? I say Cody. Comic books, Jack. What did I say, Cody? Charlie. Ron Perlman. Hellboy, his I Hellboy, that. Yeah. yeah, right off the page. Um, I'd say Viola Davis as Amanda Waller was pretty good home run. John Cena, I'm surprised you didn't say him as Peacemaker Lawrence because that's well, because couldn't he's have not a better fit because that's a different version that's in the comic. He's not like that in the comic. That's why I feel like he's it's, but 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 he is and he's not depending on the comic you're looking at. And what's funny about some actors once they step into the role, the comics really start swaying hard towards what they yeah, did to capitalize. That, on it and Cena's an example where he's actually changed the content um Hemsworth as Thor you almost couldn't have found a better incarnation of Thor from comic to page he fit everything I'd say Patrick Stewart although he's not American now that was gonna be my number three I'm like nah yeah that's why he can't but what's crazy about that is he he embodied the character so well it trans it transcended the fact that the comic book guy is supposed to be from westchester there was he was definitively professor x yeah he did roll off the page um, it, was, it was at a different time. get it rolled off the page <laughs> um i agree with you about page, chad yeah. <laughs> oh wow i just got that uh, well, that was uh that wasn't funny chris it was was not funny yes chris there you go. No, no, Rich, you have too much power. Yeah, yeah, too much power. Um, I agree with you, Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. Wow. Home run. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, Ryan Reynolds. Psh. Now, my number three, though, I'm gonna go with 
what was your uh, actual one and two? Well, you didn't I'm going to go hands. back. I'm, oh, going, okay. I'm going the other way. In the number three, I have to give it to Heath Ledger. Superhero. I have to give it to Heath Ledger. He's superheroes. He's, he's, superheroes bro. Yeah, whatever. I'm giving it to Heath Ledger. Call red flag on it. Red In flag. my number two slot, <laughs> my number two slot, I'm giving it to Robert Downey Jr. because from pages of the comic books to what we saw established, again, changed the content of the comic books moving forward. He is smart. He is fast talker. He is um, a little sarcastic and sardonic. The only thing that didn't translate, and because it's because of the Marvel content, was the addiction. But that addiction in the comics was ultimately a small portion of it. Iconic, but small. So Robert Downey Jr., man, definitive. And of course, in my number one slot is... Ben Affleck as Daredevil. <laughs> that makes more sense. No. <laughs> it's Christopher bad. Reeve. Superman Christopher Reeve. Oh, You're talking about oh. embodying something so definitively. He's charming, charismatic, wholesome. He He's a stranger you meet and instantly feel at home with. You want to give a hug, that, too. Hug you want to give yeah. him a hug. He's everything they're currently looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll say, if Christopher Reeve were in his 20s and alive today, he'd be a shoe-in for whatever casting they're doing right now. He he could timelessly embody that role in any decade, any generation, any, any way you want to form the content, he'd still be right. It's funny you said that. Somebody put up a video of his audition or screen test versus what he actually shot. And, you know, he's Juilliard trained very like here. And he plays Superman so straight as an arrow. And it was still good. And then in the movie version, he threw it all away. He just was a regular guy. And his regular guy was still better than the rest of us. (laughs) Like him throwing (laughs) away all the things that make Superman Superman made him even more Superman. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It's uh, I'll show you. I'll send you the video, Jack. It's funny to watch the difference. One is super regal and straight. You're like, oh, that's Superman. The other one's like kind of biting his fingernails, saying, I don't know, Lois. What do you think? And it's like, dude, you can throw it away and you still be Superman. He wasn't afraid to be human. Mm, that's why I don't see Cavill when I read the books. Well, but. it's it's a it's a it's an acting lesson though, right? So many actors. We have a, uh, the finished image of the thing in our head when we read a script. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is let go of that thing and just be real. And a great actor like Reeves did the homework. I'm sure he spent months and months being regal and powerful and I'm Superman until he realized it's there. I can let it go. And you got to play the scene. What is the scene? It's a rom- this is a romantic boy meets girls play the scene. And he did. Yeah, my number three is going to be Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Let me come on. Yeah, hey, Jack, right. that was pretty insightful, Jack. What I said? No, not you, Negro. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, that was pretty insightful. Oh, Thank oh my God. Thanks, man. Well, I have spent 25 years studying the craft, so it's a little bit. <laughs> so, he's done. No, Lord, yours was good, too. Yours was good, too. I got producer power too. Wait, wait. No, I don't like you. <laughs> nah, no, all jokes aside, though, it's interesting too when we talk about this stuff because you guys are such, both of you are the profane, you know, pro, you know, professionally trained actors. Sometimes you give us insight into the way they approach it, the way they capture it in ways that I know I would never have thought about it because I just don't, I'm, I just don't, I don't look at things like that. And it comes yes. down to the director, you know, Richard Donner was, I want you to believe a man 
can fly. Not an yeah. alien, not an outsider. This person can fly. Zack Snyder was all about outsiders, outsiders, outsider. So you, you're forcing the actor to almost leave out his humanity because you want him to be alien so bad. And it's like, and that's an interpretation. There's, there, I'm sure there's comic books that can justify that interpretation, but nothing beats a man, your neighbor, your friend can fly. Nothing's ever going to, because we all want to be, and none of us, none of us desire to be the outcasted alien who can't find anyone to love. Like, that's not, that's not what I dreamed about when I tied a towel around my neck. Right. And that, that was, you know? in my opinion, the best part of the Brandon Ralph film, which is largely unwatchable is the kid version where he has the joy of learning how to fly for the first time. That scene is the best thing about the movie, in my opinion. I've still never gotten yeah. through the entire movie. It's worth it well, for his his Clark Kent, I would say, is one of the... I would have said his Clark Kent's the best version of Clark Kent up until uh, Tyler Hoechlin's version of Superman and Lois. Like, he gives he gives you the Reeves stuff, but it's still... Reeves was Reeves did what he was supposed to do in that movie. I'm not saying Brandon Ross is more grounded actor. Yeah. But his Clark Kent is more grounded. Well, that, that's true. I mean, the Reeves film is way more stylized in that depiction. The comedy you know? is straight up slapstick. And it's supposed yeah, it's to be. Slapstick. Yeah. Um, but Tyler is another one should be on that list of, wow. I mean, he kind of ticks all the boxes. He really does. Honorary mention, Tyler, Buckland, Superman. Rich, you're number three. You ain't getting out of this. My number three is Edward Norton, Incredible Hulk. Actually. And also yeah. Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, Norton was Mark a great guest. I love Mark Ruffalo, but Edward Norton yeah. is my favorite Bruce Banner. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I believe like there was times where, is... like I, yeah, I believe like Norton was like a scientist, right, a nuclear physicist or whatever he was. Like there was times where you know Ruffalo was like, "Do you actually do science, bro? <laughs> do, you uh, do science? Do you actually do science, bro?" <laughs> and um, Mark Ruffalo is a brilliant actor, but there's something about Edward Norton where I believe this guy is stressed out all the time. Like yeah. I believe this guy can high strung, yeah. He just high strung. He just wound up a little tighter. Yeah. Um, whereas Mark Ruffalo felt like he captured the guilt of it. Like in Avengers, the first Avengers, he was so like heavy mm. and guilty and worrisome. But Edward Norton yeah. was like, I'm neurotic and I can literally <laughs> I can like snap at any moment, bro. Any point. Yeah. 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 Well, well and done. Norton was so good that they kept that story moving forward. It's not like they erased it. Right, and the reason why he didn't go further would have more to do with their personal dealing and control. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think they liked each other. <laughs> you know, I think he had he had control as an actor, and there's things he wanted to do, and he fought. And if you guys haven't figured out by now, the MCU is one big television series where directors come and direct an episode, but you kind of do brass. Well done. I think everybody wants this. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think it's time to get to the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. Jack Walker Pearson, take this away! Well, Lawrence seems to be glitching. He's struggling with uh, proper internet signal today. So the main topic question is essentially, what brought you to the dance? What's the first thing you saw, read, played, uh, that brought you into this wonderful world of geekness? What was the piece or content that you remember watching, reading, that made you see depth in the genre? And when did it stop being cartoony for you and a little more real? (laughs) Which might be sad. (laughs) And what are some of your favorite moments from 
our 100 episodes of podcast together. What are your three best moments in your opinion and why? So it's a two-part well, question. One has to do with your intro into geekdom and the other, our podcast. Um, well, that's like a three-part question, right? Uh, intro to geekdom would be, yo, honestly, man, that was like the mm. cartoon and being able to buy all the toys and have all the toys simultaneously as the cartoon came out. Yo, it was everything for me. And then eventually it was Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and, of course, Superpower Batman 66. But He-Man, that joint started it. started it for you guys. It's got to be, for me, it's got to be Saturday morning cartoons. I don't know that I'd say one specifically, but it was kind of that and maybe the, the NES, the original NES console playing games like Mario and Zelda. Yes. Even, even when I was six playing those games, you know, I was didn't even know what was going on, but I was doing it and enjoying it. So I think I must have been brainwashed at a very young age to enjoy this content. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, it, I mean, I did watch cartoons growing up, like Saturday mornings and whatnot, but they weren't as memorable as playing Nintendo and specifically... Because Nintendo's already been, video games in general, has always been like a thing that kept us together as a family. Yeah. So, right. So, one of the very, uh, yeah. So, uh, Nintendo specifically, um, Legend of Zelda was, uh, the mm. thing that I used to play. I used to watch my dad play Tiger Hilly because that was his game. Um, and then, you know, we would get together and do the, uh, the power pad, whatever. Oh, playing the, yeah. Playing the Olympic game. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and and fun fact, the the thing that re- the reason why I remember Zelda so much, it was like one of the very few times, if any, that me and my mother actually related, and yeah, that always stuck with me. Wow. Now you know, I had a similar experience with my pops, Rich Pop. I know you're watching this right now. Um, we were playing this game. Was it Bionic Com- Commando? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the guy who got the thing. Yeah, you had like a robot arm, and yeah. and we we got to the end boss. And when I say we, I mean the children, me, my brothers, my sisters, all took turns playing this game until we got to the end boss, and we could not take this guy down. Frustrating, man. We were we were so pissed. We was throwing controllers. And my pops walks into the room. He's like, "What? what is all the commotion about? Like, this guy, we can't take him. He's like, let me have a crack at him. Yo, he killed the main boss in his first go. And in that moment, our father was a superhero. We were like, and then anytime we ever got stuck playing games, we we're like, pop, pop, you got to get in here. So it's funny. I totally, I relate to what you said about your mom. It's like video games on some level and also couch co-op. I mean, where's the yeah. game you used to sit on the couch next to your your best friends and all collectively play whatever that yep. game was, Ninja Turtles yeah. or whatever, you know? That's why I, bur- I beat my first game of Rich Contra. Yeah. first yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. For me, it's like a chicken or the egg question. Either comes down to either cartoons or toys, but that's what got me into it. It's, you know, either the toys, the car, like Lauren said, you either watch the cartoon and buy the toys, or you buy the toys, you start watching the cartoon, but it definitely tied in close with cartoons and toys. Do you remember what, what it was? What was the cartoon? What was the toy? Honestly, it may have been G.I. Joe. Um, that was hardcore to G.I. Joe. Thundercats, He-Man, uh, Transformers. So Transformers. That was, that, that's like the trilogy for me. And then I got to like, hi, Christian. Yo, he is a maniac today <laughs> in a great way, but man. Yeah, uh, but that's where, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, because I still got the toys. I still got. I still watch the cartoons, and that's really my my thing. Man. My toys is my jam. Right. So 
the second question. What was the thing that let you know like this thing has depth? I'll go first. Reading the death of Superman, I was like, this happened? <laughs> he died. Blew my mind. I didn't I didn't know like Superman stayed dead for a while. <laughs> like that and in the whole funeral stuff, I was like, whoa, this is deeper. Yeah. This is way deeper than I thought it was. Yeah, I honestly I second that too. You know what's <clears throat> what's funny is as a kid, I was in I was in special ed, special education as a kid growing up. I had a bad case of dyslexia. I had a speech impediment, and I I could not read. And for me growing up, comic books ended up being the first thing I found myself enjoying reading. Guys, mm. because all the pictures, right? And and it was funny you mentioned the death of Superman, Lawrence, because one of the first novels or books i read was the death of superman as a novel and after i finished reading this i just started reading all kinds of books like actual books books not picture books or comic books i was like this is so good and i'm not scared of it anymore and i enjoy the experience so much it just opened this whole other other you know world to me books and you look at my bookshelf i've thousands of books i love reading uh, I don't crazy. read half as much as I'd like to. Wait, what happened? I said it's kind of crazy how many books you had and have. Yeah, and it was something that, you know, as a kid growing up, I, and I don't even know that I identify that until later in my life, that that's probably the role comic books uh, serendipitously played for me, is it, it made that thing that was challenging and hard and scary approachable and enjoyable, you know? Mm-hmm. You're mute, Rich. Are you muted, Rich? You're on mute, Rich. Shut up. My neighbors are talking real loud. I don't know if they're going to hear them. Um, I'll say for me, um, I was going to say uh, anime was a thing that got me into it. I mean, it's like, yo, this is real because the storylines and whatnot. But now mm-hmm. I really think about it and I just had to Google it. I remember I would go over to my cousin's house, right? This is my this is my second cousin, my dad's cousin. And she would, you know, she would make sure that we were comfortable because, you know, them being like real adults and I was like a small little kid. They made, you know, she made sure that I had, I was entertained. So I remember watching, every time I'll go over there, I'll watch a G.I. Joe movie and a Transformer movie. Oh. I had to do it every oh, time yeah. I go over there. <coughs> the thing you don't know about the G.I. Joe movie mm-hmm. is that Duke dies. Yep. I know, yeah. And yeah, I was like, crime. Yeah. Wait a minute, Duke. I remember. I remember Duke dying was like the main thing for me. I was like, because yeah, he took a, he took a a, a a one of those uh, cobra staffs to the to the heart, and he died. And I'm I'm like, I just googled it now, and they said off screen they said Duke didn't die. He just slipped into a coma. And I don't remember that part in the movie. Nah, I think they I think they reneged on that later. I think he yeah. definitely died. Ah, uh, riches out. Oh, he's back, and he's he back. Uh, I, I say, I think they reneged on that later. I gotta look. I think in that movie he was dead. Yeah, like I, I don't. Maybe, maybe there was some copies after that, and I wish I, I, I got that copy before she passed. But the copy that I watched, there was no captions after that. But when I saw it, I'm like, yo, people can die in cartoons. Yeah, probably yeah. the same thing too. And I did that that kind of again. I was like, and ever since then, I was like, kind of looking for something uh, more to that. And you know, I found it within anime because really, the the regular cartoons you didn't really find that like Saturday morning stuff. Yeah, but the anime, anime people be dying. Lawrence is out. You know, it's you know, it's funny. I probably owe my my pop an apology. When I was a kid, I really wanted that Transformer uh, toy from the movie. I wanted the Optimus Prime. 
And okay. he got me the Rodimus Prime, who ended up being oh. the lead of the movie because Optimus dies right yep. off the top of it. Mm. it, it honestly, it never just occurred to me Optimus was such a small part of that movie. That toy was probably a lot harder to find. Yeah. So yeah. when he got me the Rodimus, the wrong toy, I told him not good enough. Oh, that's wow. Like six, that's a... I was like, I was like eight or six or oh, something, and I tossed, I tossed the toy off the balcony. <laughs> That's some bold, uh, some bold childhood right there. Holy! Like if I did, I, if I did that, then all my toys would be thrown off the balcony yeah. by my yeah. parents. So you don't right. want yeah, toys yeah. now? No, you want, yeah, you want oh, these toys? Man, man. You want none of them? I get beat. <laughs> no, I think I did too, though. I probably and I definitely had it coming. <laughs> That's why, Chris. So two things. So Batman the animated series. Oh, God, is when it showed depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, where there's actual consequences and. It's just you know, it just it just makes it less cartoony, less like campy. It, it took it from like a real like a almost. It's it's it was so powerful that we're revisiting it now, being mm. forty years old. But yeah. when it, but if you want to ask me when superheroes and comic books got real, that might be a question you need to ask Lawrence because it got real. We decided to make it real. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. Chris! <laughs> ah! <laughs> and Chris is out <laughs> battling buddies. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, he's giving you out. You know that's a problem with these. You know, secret identities mean nothing anymore. Uh, nothing, Chris. I, I'll just leave it at that. Where we decide to make things real. You're not, leave, you're, you're you're not leaving it at that at all. You're telling them the whole thing. Yeah. Now you got us. Now you have to say it, Chris. We, we were planning on being superheroes for real. We were making gear, planning on plan going out and protecting, protecting this, protecting the town, and we we were, we were in it to win it. Protecting what town? Win. Which town are we talking about? In Valley, oh, Rich, ain't nothing Spring nice Valley. in Spring Valley. <laughs> that town, Rich. Well, that didn't happen. happen. That would have that would have been a totally different story. So two costume teams on the hilltop. <laughs> 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 I'd have read that headline just shook my head like these fools. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, you know, he did that he did that after college too, Chris. Lawrence wrote a short where he played a vigilante superhero and he showed up uh, before even day one. He had all the gear. And we're like because <laughs> he, cause he made it already. Because he already had it. <laughs> he already made it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, like you know, secret identities used to matter. <laughs> you know, part of me, the reason why I like guns and bulletproof vests and all this other cool stuff I got, stun guns and all this crazy stuff I got, because it's a little bit of like superhero stuff, right? It's Chris has Batman-ing. a a gra- uh, what is it? a a, 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 gra- a I have a grappling hook. I have a ninja claws. I have I have like a cold. That, that stuff I brought to the shoot, Jack, was Chris from Chris's arse. Yeah, <laughs> arse yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Man. Yeah. Um and yo, okay. And, and and like Jack said, give me uh three of your favorite podcast moments, man. Moments that we've enjoyed together. I'll tell you one of my favorite podcast moments was uh two of the three brothers was out and it was Chris and I I'm sorry. It was Rich and I flying solo uh, for the first time. And we had a great talk, just the two of us. And what a, man, I forget what the debate question was, but it was something stupid like, uh, 
you had to pick like three different personal elements to create an original character. And to, to this day, that's still one of my favorite moments of our podcast. Just, I when, felt like it was one of the, one of the best when talks. Chris and I that. weren't there. When Chris and yeah, I yeah, weren't yeah. there. Was yeah, when Chris, when, when, Chris, when Chris and Lars were out. I appreciate that, Jack. Thank you. Oh, that was a good time. Um, I got a horrible memory, but one of the things that I, that always just tickles me is getting that dick off the street. <laughs> I'll be at work and it just pops in my head and I'll just start laughing. I'm like, that's, that's okay. You gotta, you gotta give context for people that might have Yeah, you gotta give episode. context. <laughs> we, were uh, we, about, we were talking about what one of the rock we were talking about Jason Jason uh, we were talking about running Robbins or Dick yeah, Grayson. Dick Grayson, yeah. You're talking about like Batman rescuing these kids and yeah. Chris just get that dick off the streets. Hysterical. Very funny. Very funny. Chris, do you have one? Well, yeah, I, I got a what's this going around? We'll do rounds. I got a couple. Uh, you want to go one, one at a time? We'll do, just do yeah, one. Uh, you know, two weeks ago when we did Darius Love from Secret World Alex Mack, yeah. to have a platform that, number one, that I'm so proud of, number two, that's respected, where we can go to people that we watched on TV and say, hey, this is who we are, and it's worth it for you to spend your time to come talk to us, and they see us and validate that means a lot so you know he's not the most famous person we talk to i mean jason is you know objectively more famous than he is but the fact that we talk about so much nostalgia the fact that we talked about that it was just me messaging him as us and who we are and they recognize us really kind of validated who we are and what we do mm. yeah that's cool well done yeah also uh, the gems he was dropping on that whole episode were just, yeah, just great. Wisdom, man. Uh, I have two that kind of roll into one. I enjoyed the moments where we got kind of into it, dealing with kind of the political implications or ra- racial implications of what this content may suggest. One of the first times I think we were talking about how they took away truth, justice, and the American way from Superman and kind of went back oh. and forth on like what is the American way and. Doesn't that. include everyone, and it was a really good conversation. And another one around that, uh, a little later, we were watching uh, Soldier talk, talk the original uh, Captain America. What's his name again? The black dude, uh, uh, I don't remember his name, but I know he's I know yeah. the guy who first got the serum. And then, Rich, you gave us that wonderful story about like, your grandfather. Who, oh, yeah. uh, his experience and what it is to be black and be in the military. I just really appreciated how those organic conversations came out just from the content and the depth. I appreciate that. Those moments. Jack, what's your number two? Um, I gotta say our running gags have really kept me going for a hundred episodes. Things like, uh, Batman 89. That's all about the heat rich. I don't know if he appreciates it as much as you guys. I do. I do. Venom. 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 And, uh, you know, Zack Snyder is is, uh, (laughs) 
is great. <laughs> no, Snyder is great. No, that I'm was being a big gag. He just can't <laughs> No, I like Snyder. I think he's a visionary. I honestly think he's visionary. I'm not even being sarcastic right now. Stop laughing. It's not funny. You're saying everything laughing. with upward inflection, so it sounds not 100% genuine. <laughs> I'm being genuine. I've enjoyed our running gags. Mm, me too. Rich, what's your number two, man? Uh, I mean, now that Chris brought it up, yo, Mr. Love. Yeah. That was a really, like, he had me, like, just on the edge of my seat with it. Like, he was very inspirational. Um, and just getting the, the, the background of, of Nickelodeon, the fact that he came out unscathed and that whole, that whole cast came out unscathed and how they were like a close knit family. Yeah. That was dope. Um, yeah. And also like Chris, I didn't even really think about it, but yeah, like Chris, like Chris said, the fact that he, he saw our platform was like, yeah, I could get down with these guys and rock with them, which kind of speaks volumes to what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, that kind of, kind of, you know, kind of put a little pin on your chest, right? Like, yeah. We're doing good out here. Thank you, man. But no, you know, for those who haven't, y'all need to watch that the um that 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 yeah. episode because it was yeah. it was it was it's a great good. talk. Even if you've never seen Alex Mack, it's a, it's a wonderful conversation. Um, absolutely. Uh, I guess my you know Chris, it's your, it's your number oh. two. <laughs> you remember your Miles Morales joke? <laughs> Mine. Yeah, what they call Miles Morales in Europe? Oh, <laughs> kilometers Morales. <laughs> ah, this moment. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I have laughed. I laugh with you guys so much all the time, but that at that moment, we all laughed so hard. I almost passed out. <laughs> so that's one of my number two moments. Was that the funny part though? I feel like it was something else that was said. No, no, that was no that that was the funny part, Rich. That was the funny part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why you gotta keep PG. Okay, my fault. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There was was a little political commentary on that. That was hilarious, though. There was. I don't remember any of this. You don't remember? Why don't you ask me? I'll tell you. Why don't you ask me what they call Miles Morales in Europe? <laughs> I remember yeah, now. Exactly. I remember <laughs> now. They, they call him. <laughs> Did you hear me? What's your, you uh, what uh, what's your second, Lawrence? What's your second? Uh, my second, man. It's, it's there. was down. I got to tell you. But my, my second is I really enjoyed how much we all hated Venom. And Chris, because <laughs> <laughs> there's some reviews where we're arguing, and then there's some reviews where we're all on the same page. But that one in particular was so interesting. How much Chris just doubled down on how it was. That review taught me that we don't necessarily have to love the content to have a great conversation about it. Yeah, tomorrow war. I was like, we don't tomorrow have tomorrow war. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow war. to have a good conversation about it. I was like, okay, yeah, it doesn't have to be something we love or something we can have a good conversation about anything. 
It's my number two. <laughs> Jack, what's your number three, man? My number three is a little harder because <clears throat> it's 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 all the things I cut when I edit the podcast. I okay. literally have to cut some of my favorite things I come across out of the edit. Um, but even incorrect, yeah, it's just hysterical <laughs> stuff. Or even uh, you know, I tell you something was hysterical, and I put some of it on on the podcast, but a very small portion of it a few weeks ago for whatever reason the stream kept recording and rich was by himself for like 30 minutes just giving the most hysterical monologue i've ever heard i laughed so hard that night just listening to what was coming out of his mouth made no damn sense and by the end of it by the end of it he did the intro to the show in a way where i was like yo rich you should intro the show when lawrence is not here it was it was intro the show lawrence is here rich oh why i was like dude i mean the guy's got a voice but just hysterical but some of the stuff i cut out of the show is uh it could have its own podcast, but it would not be this podcast. Yo, eventually we'll get a freaking Patreon and we can go like three brothers after hours. And we can really say whatever we want. And it's okay because it's like private, so you can't be demonetized and all that stuff because it's like its own thing. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You know, the other favorite thing I'm going to have about the show is when we actually start making money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit that when we hit the 200 episode mark um, yeah, right. Rich what's your number 3 man uh, my number 3 again I'm going to restate it I don't have a great memory um, but it's just just the jokes not not the jokes you make you come up That's with not, that is not true no, you not laughed the, last not, time not, you not the corner not whatever the, I don't know what we call that not that, but just when we're just talking, going off of each other, whether it be, you know, just something off of whatever topic we're talking about or whatever um, the news that was happening or, you know, talking about just, just the, the jokes that pop up out of nowhere, you know, like the dick on the street, get that dick off the street. Like, come on, like, it's just, <laughs> just stuff that just, just has me dying laughing, just in hardcore tears. made up imaginary. imaginary. Right. Right. <laughs> I think like, it's so, just all of Chris is. I think Chris is just the catchphrase guy. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you argue these facts I made up? <laughs> it's great. Like you can't go back. You know, I mean, stuff like that. Like it really. Like I could, I could honestly come on this show and like be having a bad day, and just after it, I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, everything's all right. Yeah. Everything's all right. Mm-hmm. Well done. Chris, what's your number three? Number three is our fourth brother, my son Sebastian. He loves this show so freaking much. Like before we were recording, I was telling you guys a story about how he went in school and told all his friends that he has a podcast, he has a YouTube channel, <laughs> and uh, they didn't believe him. And his teacher actually had to look it up. The teacher looked it up. The teacher follows us now on YouTube, and and just the fact that he's so proud of it, and I get to do things with him, and it just makes me. It makes me proud, so I, I, I enjoy uh, it. That's good. My my mom asked me why there are not more Chris and Bash videos in the store. Toy Hunters. 
Oh, there's gonna be more. He's like I I heard it. I heard it. I, I, it's funny you brought that up because uh, we just set up his his own YouTube account more so I could curate the material that he watches. But he said something to me this morning. How come we don't have this? There's not more videos of me. So, oh, come on, so Chris. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and my my third is along those lines. Um, a lot of great moments. Always a great time. But like my sister listens to my sister Jacqueline listens to this faithfully. And she's not a geek. She's not into this stuff, but she really enjoys our conversations. Um, and she doesn't like to listen if all four of us aren't together. She's like something great. Crazy. So she didn't listen to us last week, Rich. <laughs> she might have by accident. <laughs> we love you, Jack. <laughs> but she, 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 it's really cool to hear someone who just really listens to us and has something to say. And she's like, Chris is my favorite because he's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. But it, it, it's the response that we get from people, even on our YouTube channel. When I get comments about our videos or the toys, one dude was like, "Thank you so much for doing that bootleg Spider-Man video." Because I was thinking about buying one. I'm like, "Don't buy it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm enjoying the community that's being uh, created from this a lot. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. And I think that's it as we wax poetic about ourselves. <laughs> I think right. that's as we just talk about how awesome we are and all our great moments. <laughs> you know, another moment I really appreciated was the time we all learned just what a nerd Chris is in addition to being a geek. Remember oh. when we reviewed Jason's comic book? Which oh, is actually, oh. He's, oh right, he's now doing pre-sales yeah. for yeah, for you guys really think that Chris... don't know, it's it's this political thriller, and Chris went all into like World War One and the backstory, and I'm like, yeah, Vietnam and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's an interesting, it's an interesting time. It's yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah, the pra- pra- uh, what it was called, the Prayer for the Hunted. Yeah, Prayer for which the is hunted. on pre-sales now. Yeah, yeah it was a good, it was a good comic. I liked it. Yo, but comic. you got too much. They're not paying us. Don't plug it too much. They're not. <laughs> oh, right. sorry, sorry, but Chris got so nerdy. Yeah, a good yeah. time I had was kind of off camera though. Was uh when I got to talk to Jack's mom. Oh, you got to tell me about that. Yo, yeah. she called me later and she goes, "I don't know if I said some stuff I shouldn't have said." We can we can talk about that when we stop recording. But uh, <laughs> she introduced me to the duck, the chickens. Um, your dog and uh, your sister. Yeah, that sounds like mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are pretty much family, Rich. That's that. it. I love that. Oh man, man, that was great talking about ourselves. Um, Chris, do you have recommendations? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep talking about ourselves. Hit, hit Come on, baby. Recommendations. So we talked about some great moments. I'm going to tell you some episodes that you should go back and check out that were great. Um, episode number four, where we, where we go back and talk about Batman 89. Um, <laughs> that's the Tim Burton. That's Michael the Tim Keaton Burton one. one, Rich. Michael Keaton one, Rich. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a great two. retro one because, Chris, you and me were the only ones that were like, it holds up. Jack and Rich poo-pooed over, all over that movie. Yeah, uh, it doesn't hold up. You know, the greatest loss is we <laughs> lost our uh, our Superman review. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That sucks. <laughs> Way to bring it down, Jack. 
right. Number two, the bonus episode, Tomorrow War. We, 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 just, we just crapped all over it. It's not even one of the hundred episodes. No, but it's still awesome. Number That's three, episode 26, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That was... Oh yeah, that was yeah, a great yeah. movie, a great episode. We were all in sync, you know. To make a great episode, that we don't all have to be all in agreement to make a great episode. But sometimes when we generally all really love something, it's nice. So that one, yeah. Um, number four, episode fifty-two, Chip and Dale. That was a, that was a, that that episode. Yo, was that was a fun freaking movie, and that was a yeah, right? great episode. Yeah, yeah. And then number five. Uh, what was it? Episode eighty-six, imaginary facts. Or how dare you argue these imaginary facts that we hardcore made-up imaginary facts? I got one too that I really liked was uh, the WTF Marvel. Yeah, that yeah. Came out too on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if my memory's serving. I think Spider-Man No Way Home was like the first one where we were all like jet, like all cylinders. I feel like that was yeah. like all cylinders where we were all just like just. Well, Spider-Man No Way Home is our most uh, downloaded podcast still. Damn. Um, I mean, it was was a great movie. It was a great movie. Definitely helps. Well, man, that's our show. We're not reviewing anything, but we decided to look back at these wonderful episodes. And the only reason we're doing this is there are people out there listening. Jack, there are people out there listening. Tens of listeners. <laughs> hey, I'll take them. Tens of listeners. <laughs> Tens of listeners. Thanks, Jacqueline. Shannon. <laughs> um, thank y'all so much for listening. It's such a pleasure to come here and talk our geekiness. We're on YouTube. Check us out over there. We got so much content. We're also on social media. Also, wait, leave a review. It helps with the algorithms. So we can get 10 more listeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be back. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Peace. Happy 100. Happy 100. What? Happy 100, Jack. Happy 100. 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 <laughs>